You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Yeah, you're, you're, Usually is clear mentally. Let's not get carried away here. You're so sparkly. We got unicorns shooting out your ass. How pretty. <laughs> and folks, that's the way geekiest show ever will start this week with unicorns shooting out of Mark's posterior. Uh, hey, listen, I word. dressed up for the occasion. You guys are bums. I've got this really rocking bow tie on. It'll actually probably be the, the show notes. Kevin, put your shirt down. Put your shirt down. <laughs> disturbing, disturbing image. Too early in the show. Too early. Anyway, I look like I popped out of Minecraft. That, that's how you, good I look. And uh, I've, I've got to say a big thank you to Kevin for sending this bow tie down under. It's an 8-bit bow tie, and it's very cool. I might have to take it off a bit later in the show, though. It's kind of uh, it's strangling my fat neck. But, uh, but other than that, <laughs> it's doing good. I'm enjoying it. It's fun, and, make, and my kids love it. So thank you very much. You, you, make the, you make this sound like a bad thing, choking you. Yeah, maybe that's what Kevin was aiming for. Maybe it's one of these things. Did you make sure you put new batteries in the strangulation motor on there so that you know it'll keep winding? He did. He oh yeah, did. Oh. there's the button. Here it goes. No. Ow! I I hit my head on the desk too. God! Ow! That hurt. I know, I felt it up here. Well, well see, I was trying to do special effects stuff and, and you know, it looked good on, on camera. I don't know how it'll come out on audio. Seriously, one day we should start doing video. Well, we did that once before. I know, we like three people, people watched it. And, and, and I think Elisa was one of them. She had to be one of them. Uh, I watched it twice. She, yep, <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> once from the iPad and once from the Mac. And, and then we, we probably watched it once each. And well, maybe we had like five five views but it wasn't that many but uh yeah yeah. no yeah it's uh no i for the listeners mark is wearing a truly an eight bit tie it came in one of my uh one in my one-up box subscription that i get monthly and uh when i opened that i said that is mark green tree if there ever was something and i gotta say it does suit me it's pretty cool and uh i'm enjoying it I might wear it for Halloween and, 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 and you know, open the door for all the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> well, I think is there, I'm scared. Well, is there any candy left? No, not the candy you sent me, Kevin. I, I said, well, okay, let me put no. it this way. There's some of it left, but I ain't giving it to the snotty-nosed kids in the neighborhood. No, 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 no. That's my candy. They can have some other cheap crap that I find at the the local supermarket. Well, Mark, uh, just so everybody realizes, uh, Mark got another Halloween care package. I sent him one last year. Since Halloween isn't as big down under as it is up here in the United States. And he had never seen, or none of his family had ever seen candy corn. So I sent them some candy corn and candy pumpkins. And I even sent them Halloween peeps. Mark really likes the tombstone peeps. Oh, they're they're great. They're they're awesome. I still haven't opened that packet yet, but uh, the candy corn that that's just going on. And it's one of those things that you just you, you walk past the kitchen cupboard, you look in and go, yeah, yeah, just you know, another couple more, another couple more, and all of a sudden <laughs> half the packet's gone, and then there's a quarter left, and you're going, oh, jeez, and then Nicholas is going, Kevin, I'll have to send some more. <laughs> that was three and a half pounds of candy that i sent down oh boy wow. well that, that that explains the roundness then 
and, and probably the dental appointment I'll need to make next week. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you were talking about candy corn and not being able to stop. I discovered something at um, it's a uh, regional grocery store that we have in in Watertown called Hy-Vee, and they've been selling uh, peanuts, uh, flavored peanuts. Uh, and so the ones I was munching on today, and they're like about a twelve ounce bag, um, was lime, chili lime, uh, peanuts. They also got uh, Casey barbecue style. They also got, you know, let's see, um, uh, salt and pepper. They got about six different uh, butter toffee. And yeah, that's one of those things that when I open the bag, it's probably not going to make it through the night because I just sit there and snack <laughs> on those things. And they taste good. And those key lime, I really like them when I'm playing like Bordercraft. I'll do like the chipmunk thing and stick a bunch in my the side of my cheek while I'm sitting there shooting stuff. And then I'll just kind of move one, uh, move them individually over to the other side and chew them and try to make them last while I'm playing. But they get kind of addictive. Yeah, I know. We 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 have uh, Costco uh, sells this bag of trail mix, and we'll buy the big b- bag of it. It it stays down here. It's got chocolate chips, vanilla chips, you know, raisins and peanuts and cashews and M and M's and all kinds. It stuff's good. And I I just have to I have to get up and take the bag to the far side of the room. Either <laughs> <laughs> that or my only escape is to not bring it in the house in the first place. Well, I didn't bring it in, so it's not my fault. Yeah, I know. Gretel tends to do the same thing. She comes home with stuff, or she goes to the supermarket and picks up stuff. Oh, it was on sale, and it's like, oh, jeez, really? No, 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 this is a vicious cycle. And once it's there, you can't just leave it there. It's beckoning all the time. It's saying, come and taste me. It calls out to you. It does. It does. It talks to me. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm drinking fizzy, sparkling water, and I, I'm trying to hit the mute button every time I belch, so I apologize if anything gets through. But uh, talking about snacking, one of the things that uh, people like to snack while they do is while they play video games. And and Mark has some a problem with his 8-bit tie as it relates to his 8-bit Minecraft stuff. Yes, it's starting to strangle me a little more, listeners. But don't worry, I'll get through the show. <laughs> oh my god, that was eight bit. <laughs> uh, you know what? I it's actually really interesting when you look at eight bit video games, but modern day eight bit video games. Because when Minecraft came back out, I took one look at it initially, and I just went, "What? Why is this so popular? Don't kids know that this happened like thirty years ago plus?" Anyway, the kids. Absolutely love it, and you know I got sucked sucked into Minecraft, and I've spent way too many times in my uh, too many hours, I should say, in Minecraft. But I decided the other day that I'd buy Minecraft Story Mode. Now, for those of you who don't have it, yep, it's basically a five-part story done by Telltale Games. They did uh, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, uh, Sam and Max, I think it it was Borderlands. They did Borderlands too, did they, Mike? Yep, yeah, because I got that one. That's how I'm familiar with the the tail games, and I think I've also played on my uh, Shield tablet on the their streaming gaming thing. They've got uh, the Walking Dead Telltale yes. games as a Walking. Yeah, they're, so they've very, got they've very got a few story driven games. Um, yeah, and, and look, they do a, a good job for the most part. At the moment, some of the games aren't on the iOS App Store um, just purely because that there was a, a problem 
uh, that came up with iOS 9 and audio, so they had to take them down. But they're coming back, apparently, which is good. But anyway, so I've been having a lot of fun with the Minecraft story mode, the first episode. They're sort of releasing one every few weeks or once every month, something like that. The one element that I really hate about it, though, is that you get four options. So it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Now, the choose-your-own-adventure sort of style is awesome. I love choose. I used to love choose-your-own-adventure books in the 1980s. But what I find is really bad with this is you get four options of where to proceed your character in your storyline. Now, that four options only shows up for a short amount of time, and I'm talking mere seconds. It can be gone in less yeah. than 10 seconds, and you're trying to read the options and then contemplate what is your best move. or what. And, and it just... It's really bad for the kids because the kids don't read as fast as I do. And quite frankly, as fast as I read, I can only get two and a half to three of them read out of the four. And then I'm just, I'm kind of taking a punt. Otherwise, what happens if you don't do it within the time limit, it automatically chooses for you. And then it goes on from there. It's the one single element of the game that I hate. The rest of it's really good. They've been able to bring all the characters into a more realistic form give it a, a reasonable story the story's not bad i mean it, it it's good and it's reasonable but this choosing option is it's really gimped it would make me turn around and go uh i don't really want to buy episode two uh even though i do for the story and i'm a completist and stuff like that but it it nags me that it just it's not a nice experience and telltale has never really done that in the past where they they make you make quick uh quick time decisions so the quick time movements of course you've got to swipe or you've got to tap at certain areas and so forth and and that's great but they've never made you sort of read this you know amount of text four sentences and then choose within less than 10 seconds and i i just truly hope that they fix that that does sound a bit ridiculous i mean yeah I, I've done I played that too and it is a little uh frustrating and you're trying to and you know the thing is too it's just not you know this isn't speed about speed reading it's supposed to be about you know making decisions because you know it's supposed to you know influence uh as the story goes along um I think I'm up to chapter three in because uh, I bought it uh, the borderlands one so I'm up to three on that one I think and supposedly by the time you get to the end is the decisions you make uh, you know will influence how the game goes mm-hmm. yeah sort of interactive they call it uh, playable television show uh, I think is what they kind of call it but yeah and the thing is though this isn't speed reading you want to be able to consider uh, you know, and uh, you you don't want to you want to keep the game moving. I understand you don't want to lull there, but you do need to be able to. Um, if I make this decision, what are the possible outcomes? Mm-hmm. You know, you want a little time to kind of contemplate that and just not do. You know, and I I guess they're trying to make it. You know, in real life, you know, sometimes you have to make snap decisions. But you know, you, you, hopefully, you know, the ideas are forming in your head, and hopefully, you have some time to do it. They're presenting you four options. You have to read them, understand them, and trying to figure out the consequences. And like you say, in about ten seconds, and it is very frustrating. Otherwise, I do like it. Um, and like I say, I was a little—I'd never heard of tell. Well, I mean, I've heard of Telltale games, but I never knew what they were about. And then I saw, oh, Borderlands. So yeah, me. Uh, Borderlands is second only to like Amazon, and you know, if it says you know, <laughs> uh, Borderlands, I'll look at it and probably buy it. 
And so I said, oh, no, a new game. And I was expecting another Borderlands type experience. No, I was telling a story. So I was a little mm-hmm. thrown off at first. And, and like I say, I, was, I guess I was initially a little disappointed because it wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be. But, you know, once you get into it, once you start to experience the story and the characters and, you know, and you start to, you know, see things start to go, uh, you know, start to develop there, it does get interesting. So overall, you know, once I kind of, you know, wrap my head around, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I think it's a pretty good game, but yeah, it's that um, decision-making part there that they, they uh, hope, and I would think that they should be able to just do some tweaking in software. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all software, but I mean, yeah. just hopefully do some simple change a timer from ten to even twenty, 20 yeah. would be helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just or, do or something at least there. Give users the option as well to even turn it off or customize how long. Uh, they, they've got to choose because, you know, for kids, younger kids especially, they've got no hope. You know, my son right. loves board, right. uh, sorry, loves Minecraft, but you ask him what the story was and why he chose what he chose, and he's got no idea. Yeah, I, it, it, and you think about, too, the, 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 where it is targeted, like you say, at younger kids, if their reading skills aren't quite up to stuff, it's going to push them away from the game, and that's not yep. good. Yeah, well, and, my and, daughter finished it within the first day of having it. And normally my son, he'll get in there and he'll finish every single game uh, within a day. He's just a savant when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, and this time around, he didn't. He stopped playing after about an hour. So you kind of know immediately, hey, they, they just didn't product test this. And I kind of wonder if Telltale um, didn't really throw it out to third party people to to sort of test whether it was just internal and because they knew the story and everything they they just tested and ran through it and and stuff like that and it sounded fine it looked fine uh it's certainly a highly polished game which is good but it's it's just that that selection option is just hideous it it's really bad so at this point in time until they fix it i say it's a no-go game but in saying that it's extremely good so you sit on the fence, but it's also a premium game. It was uh, eight Australian dollars, seven dollars ninety nine Australian, uh, probably five ninety nine in the US. Mike, would that be correct? I probably. Yeah, I think so. I've looked at. I was thinking about getting it for my uh, Shield tablet. Besides the PC, the PC, PC version was, I want to say nineteen. I think, but PC yeah. versions tend to be a little bit more. But yeah, I think even on the Shield, it was. I want to say five ninety nine. I think. I was going to try and look that up here quick. Yeah. So yeah. And anyway, it's a premium title, and yeah. um, so for that, I'm sure that they'll fix this problem. I'm sure, you know, it, it'll be a big enough issue that they'll say, okay, well, people want to either be able to choose and turn that off, or as Mike said, just double it. You know, ten seconds, take it out to twenty seconds, for instance. Um, and, and give us a little bit more choice in, in the decision-making because I, I find that I'm just more sort of selecting things that may or may not impact the story in the way I would like it to impact the story uh, because is it, I just don't have time. And, and this is being nitpicky, but is it a readable font? that, or is it, is, I've is, played is that it on the iPhone, and it is readable on the iPhone. Uh, it's still small on the iPhone, though, so if... And I've got the 5S too, so let's be clear on that. It is a much smaller screen. It is readable, uh, but it's not like it comes up and displays everything on the screen. 
um, and blocks the whole story. Yes, Kevin, your phone is as big as your head. Yeah, that would mean it would be a 10.20 inch or 10.2 inch or something like that. I don't know. You held it up and it was as big as your head in the camera. You know how it's all perception? Yeah. So like my fist. There we go. I replaced my head with my fist. It's an improvement. Oh, a fist with a bow tie. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad jokes I'm thinking of right now that I'm really going to hold off. <laughs> I come on, that, that'd be a great. That'd be a great cover up for this show. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me to take a screenshot? <laughs> I was, but you didn't. You didn't take the. Uh, you didn't take the eight bit pixels. Hmm. So. See, my fist even looks a bit eight bitish. Uh, yeah, you look a bit bitish. I'm not British. <laughs> Come on, that, now that now the cheese that that's going to be an in- international incident, isn't it? <laughs> and listeners, especially those in the UK, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> okay, we're sorry. So, anyway, I sidetracked you, but yeah, that, the reason I ask is because. To me, sometimes, even in the games where you have a long enough pause to read some of that stuff, the fonts and stuff they put in some of these games are really hard to read, especially yeah. in, in games where they try to keep them, like, uh, if it wasn't large, uh, Crossy Road, which I play a lot of recently, it uses an 8-bit style font mm-hmm. in the game. But thankfully, it's large enough that it's that's okay. But if it was on a much smaller screen, I'm playing it on my iPad Air. If it was on a smaller screen, then I think it might be a little tough on these old eyes to read. Yeah, so I I think they look at the iPad uh, when they make universal apps and go, right, well, that's what we're doing. We're going to target it for that audience. And if anyone's got an iPhone or an iPod Touch or something like that, they can play it. It might not be optimal, though. Um so it, it's just one of those things that I guess there's they've got to go where they believe their market's going to be and certainly Telltale having released a lot of games on iOS in the past they'd have a lot of details on where their sales were and where most of the gameplay was uh, and I'd say that most of it would be on the iPad because the games are very targeted for that I mean even something like Jurassic Park the, the five uh, stage uh, series that was done for that that's not you you couldn't put that on the iphone um and it wasn't until back to the future um came out uh via telltale that you could actually play a telltale game on the iphone so they were primarily ipad and then they went okay we're going to make it universal which is great but then the experience isn't necessarily as good and it'll be really interesting to see when the apple tv4 gets released and, and gaming is more mainstream on that platform, how they're going to make the games completely universal right across all formats because obviously they're going to target the bigger screens because that's what is going to make the game look its best. Um, So it'll be interesting to see then how the smaller screen, I'm thinking iPhone, uh, specifically the 5S, the 5, that are still very current, still quite nice phones, how are they going to perform? And, uh, you know, look, maybe it's not an issue, but it's an issue for users who still have that legacy gear. Yeah. Well, I was just looking on the forums while you were talking there on Telltale Games. Now, they're talking about the PC. I don't know how it would work on um, um, portable devices like that. But for the PC game, they should just hit the space bar and the game will pause. 
I don't oh, know. Is there a way to nice. pause? No, is there's, there a way not, to there's, pause? Not, there's not on the not hey. on the iPhone, unfortunately. Um, and and it may not be on all games either. From what I'm, like I said, I'm just trying to read quick here and actually pay attention to what you're saying. Um, <laughs> it's very kind that you're actually trying to pay attention. We appreciate yeah. that, Mike. Well, yeah, all well, the that, listeners that have given up already. Right. They've gone, oh, well. <laughs> so, um, but are you, are you, now I'm trying to fill here while Mark's staring at his phone. And well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just seeing whether or not it's got a pause function in, in Minecraft. But I, I don't, look, I don't recall a pause function in story mode coming up because I would have pressed it to see what it could do. So I don't think they put it in that version, which is a shame. Maybe they'll add it as an update later on. Um, what happens if you tap the screen? Will that uh, do anything? I've uh, just got to get into a game first and see. Yeah, What's good is you can actually look work. back through the decisions you've already made too. Like, okay, so they, they do have a pause menu when it's at a cut scene, but literally they're the options you get, which are... Um, I can't read right. it Resume guys. game settings and main menu. Yeah, it so, looks very Minecrafty. Yes, it does. Yeah, so you can't actually do anything, but for for Kevin, just looking at the screen, you'll see sort of the cinematic style that they've opted for. I can't stand the border that they've got around all the the cutscenes. It's really really irritating. And and there's the options that you get, and you can see the time is going, the time is going, and gone, and it's selected for me. So that's how fast you've got to make a decision. And that was a fair amount of text. It was a sentence. Each four options look great game, but they, they just have some flaws that they need to iron out. Yeah, it does look... I, I, I would agree. I mean, if nothing else, an extra five or six seconds would be all you'd really need. Yeah, definitely. As I said, I'm, I'm getting two and a half to three completely read um, and comprehended, and I'm just always missing out on that fourth option. Uh, so I, I do need a, at least another five or six seconds, and I'd prefer it to be doubled. But what's also interesting is the time varies depending on what part of the game you're in. So some may be ten seconds. I've had some as, as quick as maybe five seconds, where it just blitzes through. And it's like, well, well hold on, well, oh. Because there's essential um, story modes that really impact the difference of the game and then there's just other smaller ones where then you get a message saying this character will remember this uh and it, it may or may right. not have a, a big bearing on how the story will play out so i've found that the the uh sentences that have more impact on the story take a little bit longer than the ones that have less impact but it's it's still it's clunky it's just not quite right and it's a shame because i was really looking forward to it yeah, that is a shame. That, but you know, I know you both played that game, but that is one game I have yet to ever play. You just got to do it, Kevin. But Minecraft. Yeah, I've never played Minecraft. Mm. And I, I was really big into it, and I'm big into Borderlands, so I kind of go through my phases of, uh, you know, obsession. But I could um, never get into Borderlands. It was one of those things. I had it on the PlayStation Three, and I wanted to get into it badly, and I just couldn't. I, j- I don't know what it was. My mind just blocked me i i don't know whether it was the control scheme or what it was but i just well, never it, really digged it was it borderlands or borderlands 2 because they changed the uh the 
the Ooh. screens from uh, Borderlands to two, and then on to the pre sequel. And they kind of redid their engine a little bit, too. Uh, because, yeah, you had choices in Borderlands, but Borderlands uh, 2 and, and the pre-sequel, they changed it up. So, uh, and I, um, now I'm think I got to think back to Borderlands because it's been a while since I played that one. Uh, and I do like the style of uh, 2 and the sequel, pre-sequel better. But um, you can pick, you know, you get four choices of a shield. Well, you, you have uh, weapons, up to four weapons, and you have to unlock some of them as you go along. So you have up to four weapons, but you can also choose a shield. You can choose a... Let me see, I got paused over here. Um, I, I think it was the first one I played, Mike, um, when it first came out. And it just... I was looking forward to it because all the reviews said it would be great and everything. And then I right. just personally didn't like it. I think I found the control scheme rather clunky from memory. I mean, this is going back maybe five years, right. longer even, uh, since it first came out. But it just seemed to me that for every situation you were in, you had to learn a different set of controls. Um, and it, it just it was really... Sort of. the, the muscle memory wasn't there with the control scheme on the PlayStation. Um, and I'm, I'm probably not it, explaining it well, but you know how some games right. have too many button combinations to make a move or to do something. And if you don't do them on a regular basis, then right. you forget them. And then it, it, stop, it stops the, the flow of the game. Especially, especially yeah, I really found if I put Borderlands down for like a week and then went back to it, I was like, oh, what are the controls well, here? Yeah, see, uh, yeah, uh, you were playing on a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, and I've never done it with that with a controller because I've got, got it on the PC. And so you use a keyboard. Mm -hmm. So you got your, um, what is it, WSD, uh, WASD layout there for north, south, east, west. Um, and then you've got, I think it's E for, or I for inventory. I got it mapped out on my, uh, my gaming um my TARDIS, my little handheld uh, gaming pad there. Mm -hmm. So, but um, so I've got it mapped out so that um, you know I got you got inventory, and then you've got um, yeah. So, like I said, that's why I was a little confused. But yeah, on a console where you have li limited amount of buttons, you might have to do different key presses to get to different things. And I yeah. think even when I was playing Borderlands on the uh, Shield tablet here, and this controller's got a few more. Um, few more things on it that uh, um, you had to do, do different combinations to do it so you know that's that's part of my problem when I played uh, when I first got my Xbox uh, back in 2002 or 2003 the original Xbox and uh, my wife was kind enough to give me the uh, one of the Madden games mm -hmm. uh, Madden NFL and I'm sitting there going Okay, you got to do this, this, and this to pass the ball. I'm going. Okay, wait. I drop back uh, a tackle. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, you know the four and five button combinations. Just yeah. I, I never, I never caught on to some of that stuff. It was just way too difficult. Yeah, the sports games do that quite a lot. The wrestling games, the uh, as you said, the football games. Um, you've really got to play them hardcore uh, to get those controls and know them really really well i actually have a new method for doing that i give the game to my son 
and let him figure it all out, and then he just shows it to me. It's easier that way. Then I can pick it up much quicker. <laughs> it works. Well, yeah, yeah. and because one of the games I uh, was uh, playing around with on the Shield uh, with um, NVIDIA streaming service was uh, Witcher. I think I was trying to play mm. Witcher 3, and that nice. one did have combinations where you could, you know, it, it's kind of a combat-type um, uh, thing. So, um, yeah, you did have to kind of like, you know, duck and tumble and roll and stuff like that. And I was thinking about, and like I said, I was playing it with a controller. I was, if I did it on the PC, I have my, my, um, Razer TARDIS, my game pad there, and you could set up macros on there. So if I was to play it on there, um, um, I could, um, Kevin's distracting me. I think he's talking about me. Hopefully not Mark. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. Kevin uh, is uh, a big distraction. He's got to stop. We, listeners, do you know how to block someone from typing messages when we're talking? Because Mike may have this problem every single week. Well, it's Kevin and then my daughter was uh, 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 calling me. So I had to send her a text that I was podcasting. So I'm uh, trying to multitask here. Not my biggest strength. But uh, no, like I said, with that... Um, Razor, I could set up some uh, uh, macros so I could hit one button would execute several keys at once. Mm-hmm. But then you'd have to train yourself. A different, you know, that'd be a different set. I've got myself trained for Borderland, and that sort of and that is sort of similar to a lot of your uh, first-person shooter games. With you know, they, they, most of them use the same keys for inventory and yep. right. you know movement and this kind of stuff. So that's not too bad. But there are some that do a few other things. But you know, for that one there, where you'd have to learn it completely, that would be one that I would have to again get myself absorbed into and just play continuously to so that I just wouldn't get confused on the key combinations I have to, or what keys I have to press to do that. And that's why I was kind of stayed away from first person, or some of these games for a while there, because I was just watching myself. Yeah. The NFL thing where, yeah, it's just like, you know, it looks like you're having some sort of a fit uh, on the <laughs> yeah. controller there. Uh, and it's just, that's, and it's, and even uh, I played some of the street fighting games at the way back when, mm. and it's usually I don't have much technique. You just keep mashing things till you die or you land a blow. It's yeah. just like <laughs> just keep you know bashing something, and so yeah, there's that, uh, that was one of the things that kind of held me back. But like I say, this one I've gotten into this one. I'm trying to well. I'm obsessed now because they have different characters in there. I'm building my characters and characteristics and all this stuff. And oh, I just found another thing. And you know, it's just like you know, it's sort of like a crack cocaine. Once you start doing it and you start uh, playing with different combinations, and you know, I just got my butt handed to me by this monster. What things do I need to change before I go back in there? What weapons and you know, uh, basically, I won't call them. They don't call them spells, but different things you can add, like uh, different. Additional corrosive uh, damage, or things like that, or uh, more. Your gun can do damage. You can tweak your character. You can you get points after uh, at uh, after certain uh, uh, for doing certain things, and so you can increase your uh, shield recharge rate and a whole lot. So there's a whole bunch of things that you can just sit there. It just it's kind of a nerd game, I think, just for the person who likes to sit there and tinker and. You know, kind of build a character. I guess it's kind of like what they do in Warcraft. I've never gotten into that one because I'd have to go online and meet people and be polite. And I don't know. That sounds like too much work. But yeah, um, World of Warcraft used to be good. I'd say it's not anymore. Right. It's it's just 
It's got its, its hardcore population, and if you're not part of that now, forget it. There's just no point. Right. It made me think too much when I, when I started learning about World of Warcraft years ago. It made me think of, oh, good, my, my D&D days are now online. Oh, goody. <laughs> that's what that's... No, thank you. That was way too... That game became so addictive for me in my uh, mid-teens that, I mean, we were spending uh, every free minute at school... You know, this was like my freshman and my sophomore into my sophomore year of school. Every free minute we could play in the game, and then you know we'd get together at least one entire day on the weekend and play. And it was just I was like, oh, I I, I got to break out of this. I you know I need to as much mm-hmm. as I may not like to go outside, I need to go outside mm-hmm. occasionally, <laughs> other than going right. from my house to wherever the game was being played. And that was my son and some of his friends playing World of Warcraft that, uh, uh, you know, they would be on there every weekend and they'd be doing things. They'd be going on quests and they were trying to make sure that they got everybody lined up. And um, and uh, some of and I think eventually Ryan said, I've got to quit because he was, you know, spending a lot of time on there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, even he kind of knew it. And so, you know, he had to walk away. But, you know, at least from there, I. Um, uh he- Uh-oh. We Mike. lost Mike. At least from there. Oh no, Mike, come back to us. Oh, no, well, I hope they didn't launch the missiles. Oh dear. Uh oh. Oh. I hear, no. I hear sirens. Oh, there he is. He's back. Well, the sirens were from okay, Mike. So. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I heard you guys sideloning a little bit to even Kevin. So I don't know, maybe something upstairs, but. Um, no, they, uh, you know, at least, uh, uh, yeah, I've never played World of Warcraft, but uh, uh, with my son and uh, my daughter's boyfriend, or my, yeah, my daughter's boyfriend, um, they uh, alerted me to the meme of Leroy Jenkins, and I'm going, what the heck was that about? I'd never, uh, you know, it was, it was a private joke between them, and it was starting to bug me, and I said, I don't get it, what is it? And finally, they showed me the YouTube video that they had recorded about, um, they were getting uh, together a raid party, I guess, basically for this one guy who apparently his name was Leroy Jenkins. Um, and it was going to be a complicated one. They were all there, like I say, just to help him while helping build his character. And it was a rather complicated raid. And they're trying to lay out uh, their plans. And, you know, you go over there and do this. And you go over there like a military campaign. And the guy that they were, this Leroy Jenkins, that they were supposed to be helping was late. Uh, and they're trying to get it figured out. Well, so he shows up. And before they can tell him what the plan is, he just goes charging into the uh, you know this arena where they're having their battle or whatever, however it worked out, screaming, Leroy Jenkins. Well, then they proceeded to have their butt handed to him because you know all their planning just went down the tube because this guy just went running in there willy nilly. And so you know now I'm part of I get the, I get the joke now. So we'll just torture my daughter sometimes by going Leroy Jenkins. That, that's <laughs> like the old that's like the old joke that uh, my brother-in-law and I torture my wife with the 45 long slide with the laser sights <laughs> do we do you guys know where that's from no you say that again now 45 long slide with the laser sights sounds like something from doom or something terminator oh. he goes into the the gun store right at the beginning and he says oh yeah and a, a plasma rifle in the 45 watt range or the 40 watt range and all this yeah. stuff you know i haven't seen terminator for years i <sighs> God, it's been at least 10 years since I've seen Terminator 1 and 2. I mean, they're good films, um, but, yeah, I you don't suck. know as, as they hold up anymore, but nah, they were enjoyable. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack. But, you know, when you talk about playing games and stuff like that, one of these things, the reason some of this stuff, the re- that's the reason I like the Wii, 
because you can't get but so complicated. There are only so many buttons. Mm-hmm. Now, right. Tim mm. Chat, Tim Chat. Well, wait a minute. Tim Chat and I were having a discussion when he was on the show a few episodes back about playing games. I prefer to play Mario Kart using the Wii, the Wii controller and the nunchuck. Oh, because that's I, terrible. All right, shut up. I'm talking. <laughs> it's just, you can't play it with the. Oh, you just go sliding every. No, you need to. You need to use the um, the the controller, the 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 Wii well, no, U controller. I know how to slide and do everything with the. Yeah, you know how to nunchuck. slide off the track. You no, to stay no, no, on no. the track. No, I. You know, it took me a while to get onto it, but I figured it out. But what I was going to say, that's what he and I were disagreeing about. That he was. You know, with you on that side where I should be playing with the, the gamepad. And I'm going, well, no, I let the and kid watching it the on the gamepad instead of the TV, it's so much more immersive. And you can get the corners so much better Chris. with more accuracy. Um, and, it, I mean, look, the, the movement stuff is great. I, I love the way for the movement stuff. I like playing the tennis games and so forth with the movement in them. But... It isn't an exact science, and when you want something exact and you want to try and hit that exact sp- spot, which Mario Kart is designed to do, yes. sometimes the, the nunchuck and the, the and, and so and the uh, the main Wii controller can just be a, a little too. It, it's almost like uh, okay, how can I put it this way? It, it's like having power steering versus not having power steering. When I'm playing. Yeah. Mario Kart, I I want to just have that finality of control and and just get the angles perfect and so forth and not be fighting with it all the time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, the the one thing that's probably going to slowly change me over, and this leads into the next thing I was going to talk about, which will follow up with your other topic, Mr. Greentree, was that we discovered that the gamepad will work while you're all the way upstairs in the house. So I could have somebody slip in Mario Kart 8 downstairs on the Wii oh, U. You're lucky. And I could I can't and I do could that sit, in my house. And I can sit upstairs in my recliner with my feet up and playing Mario Kart 8 and getting good at it so that the next time my son hands my ass to me, it's not quite as bad, you know. So that's, yeah, that, that, that's one of the... That is cool. I mean, that's one of the best features about the Wii you um i've found that it doesn't go through walls in my house very well so i haven't been able to use it that way i was hoping i would where the kids could just set it up and come into the the dining room area and even though it's only one wall uh it's got some brickwork with a um a fireplace and so forth and just won't penetrate i'm not even sure whether they use wi-fi or or bluetooth or whether it's a, a custom wireless technology i honestly don't know but it's got, for me, a very short range. But it sounds like yours is good because if you're directly underneath on, on a split-level house, then, you know, you, you've got not much to go through. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost directly, I'm directly above the family room here mm-hmm. when I'm upstairs in my recliner in the living room or the lounge, as you would say. And so, I mean, it's, I, you know, if it's, it couldn't be Bluetooth. There's no way Bluetooth is penetrating the no. floors. And with the metal, because there's metal in the ceiling down mm-hmm. here and all that. So there's no way it's Bluetooth penetrating. And listeners, I know, and probably Tim's one of them screaming it is. Uh, <laughs> we we is, should I, probably look it up. Because if we look it up, then we'll get sidetracked. And, and, and yeah, I know. That's why, that's why I'm not like, So whatever technology it uses, it does work for me to do that. So mm-hmm. I need to start doing that some more. Um, but what I was going to say was the one thing that. And the complicated buttons is where we start. Where I was starting with this, 
I have been contemplating buying an Xbox, wait for it, 360. Why? Because the 360E, which is the very last model of the Xbox they put out, can be bought with a warranty for $140. Nice. That is a decent price for a newer-gen gaming console, and technically that console is only a little over two years old because they were made up... They were introduced in 2013 or 2012, whenever it was, but they were made up through 2013. Yep. So I've you know, for 140 bucks, and they're still making games for the 360. Yep. Not as many, so, but um, and there's a ton out there. Yeah, absolutely. Bear in mind the only limitation you're going to have, and I know this isn't on your radar, uh, but the only limitation with going a previous gen console. Uh, is the online playability of, of certain games. And Kevin's yeah, shaking yeah. his head saying it's not of an interest, but I'm just thinking for anyone listening, if you are yeah. contemplating it, if you want to at all play online versus versus other people, unless it's a, a very dedicated game like I'm thinking Diablo, for instance, Diablo 3. Halo. Halo as well, the different versions. Um, you're not going to have that, that core community. And, and then it's a bit like World of Warcraft. Those guys that stay on that legacy gear on that legacy game, you're going to spawn into that game. They're just going to shoot you down each and every single time before you have have a chance to say, hey, guys, wait. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, plus, yeah, uh, yeah I, but otherwise, I, I think it's a, it's a great system. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the previous gen. I've been interested in them as well. I used to have a PlayStation 3 until it, it died, and then I never replaced it. And then... You know, I've contemplated the Xbox 360 over the years as well. But we haven't had the prizes down that cheap out here uh, yet for that legacy yeah. gear. Um, surprisingly, and th- this was one topic I wanted to, to bring up too, was that the PlayStation 4 console mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. at, at Kmart in Australia this week anyway is 349 Australian dollars. Everywhere else is about $170 more. So I'm kind of looking at it going... Hmm, I already messaged Gretel with a picture from the magazine, and she said, where can you get it? So it's like, okay, I think she'll let me get it, which is cool. Um, But what I I like about the PlayStation 4, and this is going back to the the whole Wii U kind of thing, is you can get the PlayStation Vita and play the the games, most of the PlayStation 4 games, about a good 95% of them on the Vita, anywhere in the house, and it uses Wi-Fi, so it connects into your Wi-Fi network, and it streams it around. The other thing for my kids is I can buy a $99 PlayStation TV, and the PlayStation TV can sit in their room, and they can play the PlayStation 4 games, again, via the Wi-Fi, in their bedroom on their television. So it means you can buy that one console, and everyone can use it in the house. You don't, And then I can watch a, a movie, or listen to music, or... Or something while they're playing a game. Is, so it does multitask. Then it can you can watch a video while they're playing a game. Uh, okay, I should be clear on this. I could watch the Apple TV while they're playing a game, uh, but I don't know if I could watch a video from say the PlayStation Store or a, like. I not, bet not. Probably not that much power. I think it, it's got to be. So say, for instance, if you've got a Blu-ray uh, movie and you're watching a Blu-ray movie and 
that there's a game that's stored on the PlayStation 4. I don't think they can play it at the same time as you're watching that movie. I may okay. be incorrect there, but I think that that's a limitation. Uh, but I'd still be running a separate Blu-ray player anyway because unless I go and right. spend like $70 on the remote or... I, I Actually, I don't need to do that because I can match it through to uh, my Bose Universal remote. But it's it's still it's not as nice, not as sleek as just a standard Blu-ray player. When you just want to watch a movie and you just want to pop it in, done. It, it, it's easy. So I'd probably keep that. Plus, the PlayStation 4 still does not have music CD playback capabilities or mp3 playback capabilities for that matter so i mean you know for some people it doesn't matter for kevin it wouldn't matter for me it matters uh so i'd have to run a separate unit anyway i just sing to myself yeah but in in saying that now this is where the the problem arises of course because the xbox one can play back cds and mp3s fine in fact it's an extraordinarily good uh cd player for just music listening um, they they really put some decent technology in there uh, for playback. Um, so it, it is interesting, but I, I mean at three forty nine again the Xbox is still four ninety nine in Australia. So three forty nine for the PlayStation four, one controller, five hundred gig storage. I'm pretty much sold at that price. That's what I paid for the Wii U um, when I got it about 18 months ago, I guess now, and that's the kind of price I'm happy to pay, the $500 though, not really, because immediately I've got to go out and get a second controller so that we can play multiplayer, that's another $80, um, and you want to get, you know, a couple of good games, so for under the $500, I could get something quite nice and, and set up well, and look, I know there's bundles that come out, but some of the bundles, I don't want the games that are there, um, you know, they've got an Uncharted bundle, and it's like, yeah, but I'm not into Uncharted. I played it, didn't like it when it was first released. Maybe it's better than it was in the PlayStation 3 days, but I just didn't like the game. Um, so it would be a waste to go and get that bundle, if that makes sense. You, you know, part of my problem with the bundles uh, with these consoles that you can get, what I don't care what kind of deal, as I've seen a couple of them, I don't know whether PS4 bundles or Xbox One or Xbox 360 or PS3, whatever they were, a lot of them included GTA. And I don't, yeah. I've never, I have to say, I've never played the game. I'm going to yep. say it. But the concept of the game, and I don't have the highest sensibilities or I'm not offended easy, but the concept of the game bothers me for some reason. It bothers me as well. I can't, I cannot stand GTA. Now, I've played variations of GTA when they released The Godfather uh, in GTA form. So it was done by Rockstar as well. And basically, it was The Godfather skin put over GTA, but the story arc was in The Godfather universe. And that was done extremely well. It was done tactfully. You know, there was still violence in there, but there wasn't the outlandish violence, the abuse against women, uh, the sexual connotations. And I... People have double standards with that game. I know people who play that game uh, and love that game, yet they've got a problem with the content of our show. Literally. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, I know what you're talking about. I, it, it's just like I would not have that any, that game or that series anywhere near my kids. Um, I wouldn't even want to play it at night. It, it's one of the things that, you know... I've, I've got friends, God forbid, surprise, surprise. I've got friends in the real world and they've got GTA and they've got, you know, GTA 5 and so forth and they've got kids 
my the age of my kids well. and i've turned around to them and i've just given them my opinion I, look i don't care what you think of me but i wouldn't have that anywhere near my kids you know play it by all means when the kids aren't around but don't even let them watch over your shoulder it is just abuse okay yeah so i i, I uh there goes my father of the year award because my son my second son <laughs> your, your, uh, son, your son's games. older though mike i, I mean i'm, I'm right. my, yeah, my yeah, kids yeah. are seven and eight Right, yeah, this is true. Yeah, I wouldn't let young kids, but he was in his teens. I don't remember exactly when he was playing. And I said, you know, you do realize this is wrong, yep. don't you? And he said, yeah, and, you know. And it was a little opportunity to you know have a discussion about, yeah, this is all wrong. This is all, mm-hmm. you know, cartoony stuff. But you know, I'm pretty sure that you know our parents said the same thing about us watching Roadrunner and uh, Coyote, <laughs> you know, cartoons too. Um, and I think as long as you understand that this is cartoon violence it's make-believe although you know it is gta is rooted in you know um as i remember you know pimps and hookers and uh drug dealers and yeah the yeah. stuff that exists in the real world uh i guess coyotes and roadrunners exist in the real world but they don't do the things that they do but you know i think <laughs> it's one of those things that you know you have if you raise your children right them mm-hmm. playing these things, I don't think will turn them into a mass murder. You got to take the time to sit down and explain to your children about this stuff. And it's and you know, like I say, you you tell them why it's wrong, and then they sit there and you know they see people getting shot and killed and you know stuff stealed and you know uh, I don't. If you've trained them right, they will know that that's wrong and, and just realize it's a game and that in real life this is a bad thing. I don't think it's going to warp them. So yeah, you do have a it, good point. It, it, it's a very good point, and that's not my objection. There, right. it, it's my personal objection to mm-hmm. the way yeah. things are done. And, and you know, I'm not going to say I'm a perfect human being. No way. I'm about as far from perfect as Mark oh, yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I'm just saying that there's something about that game. But that's one of those reasons I've stayed away from some of those bundles. Because uh, there were a couple temptations, like with Xbox One last year at Christmas, there were some good bundles that were around, um, and I got real close. The only problem I have with the Xbox One, and the reason I haven't jumped in that, it creeps me out that it's listening to me. I'm sorry, that just creeps me out that I can voice control the thing. Hey, Siri. I don't have that turned on. I do. Mm. It right. doesn't work even when I did have it turned on, but that's beside <laughs> the point. And you see, I think was it? Oh, probably about a year ago now. I don't remember exactly. On on Sci Fi Tech Talk, we did the movie Forward Under Dawn, which was based on an X uh, on um, what's the Xbox uh, game um, Master Chief um, Halo. Halo, Halo, yeah, there we go. Uh, blind out, and so that got me interested in first-person shooters, and that's what kind of you know started me thinking. And I, there were several times I almost bought an Xbox, but some of the games that I was looking at, I said, "Well, before I go and spend that much money, why don't I try them on PC?" And then I got sucked into the PC side, and then even though I don't, you know, Halo isn't well, I think maybe you can get what the first, first earlier two versions you but can not, get on right. on PC, and then after that, it's been Xbox exclusive, which is a real shame, right. given that. Xbox, Microsoft, PC. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it cuts me yeah. up because I'll be quite honest. I know that the Xbox uh, control scheme for Halo is excellent, but I love playing that game with the keyboard and mouse. 
Right. And that's the thing. And so, like I say, that, but it was the Xbox, and I came close several times to you know buying one. And that was before before we got rid of cable. I was thinking about maybe making that the entertainment center because there was they had certain features in there that you could, if I remember right. And now I think maybe with. And I haven't paid attention now with, I think, Cortana built into it. You could say things like play, you know, the latest Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. find the, you yeah, know, you things can. like that. So just, I'm looking for that, you know, the simple, the, the media entertainment section of it that, you know, you don't have to, now let's see, this show is on this network and so we have to go here. I just want, you know, the, the layer there that'll say, oh, you want to watch this show? Let me go find it for you. Yeah, and I I think that's a that's a good point, and that's a good segue into another topic that we had where we were talking about. I I put out a show topic, um, talking about the Roku Four versus the uh, new Apple TVs, which as we record this are available for pre order tomorrow. I think it is. Yeah, the twenty sixth. I believe so. Yeah, twenty sixth. Um, and when I first heard about the Apple TV, the new one, I was like, Yeah, baby, Kevin wants one of those. And um, that's listening to you all the time as well. So I know. And then I started listening. Then I started looking at the Roku four and I went, okay, now what the hell do I want? (laughs) So, cause I mean, I'm a firm believer in the Roku camp. I've been in the Roku camp, uh, listeners, long time listeners to the show know for what, three, four, five years, I guess. I can't remember. Uh, and I just bought another Roku. I bought a Roku one to hook to an old standard deaf TV. I have, and um, it works really pretty good, and it's nice to be able to be someplace and just stream content. You know, a lot of a lot of the stuff I was streaming. And the Roku Four has that talk to capability. It has the headphone jack and the remote, you know, and all that sort of thing. So I could watch stuff on a bigger screen and not annoy people with the uh, stuff I'm doing. But you know, I, I'm kind of mixed now. Which one I'd like to have, or maybe really? I just need both. Well, the only reason for me to get an Apple TV is that I am definitely in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, see, I'm not that deep. Yeah, I've bought enough content on iTunes, um, and I have everything running through iTunes and so forth, that for me, it's a no-brainer. It's all under the one banner, and and we probably won't get to discuss it this week, and it's probably better if I leave it till next week, but my issue with Tidal Music um, that I've been having recently proves why being under the one banner of Apple is actually beneficial. Uh, But we might leave that for next week because it's a little bit more detailed and it goes into a different topic. Uh, But for me, the Apple TV is definitely, you use iTunes, you've got a, a Mac, you've got an iPhone, and you don't deviate. You don't go to Android, you don't go to Windows on a regular basis to get stuff done or to enjoy content. Now, I know both uh, Kevin and Mike are very much in both camps and and can can go either way. I'm very much in just the Apple camp. And yeah, it, it's it, it's it, it's not like that, Kevin. It, it it's I'm in the Apple camp because Gretel won't allow me to be in all the other camps as well. She <laughs> she gives me a budget. I'm allowed to do the one thing and do it well. See, that, that's the thing. I sort of look at it and go, all right, I want some of these convergence medias and, 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 and stuff like that. I like the idea of the new Apple TV having gaming where I can take the iPhone, play the game, come home, and then start playing where I left off on the Apple TV. Now, it, it's not a proof of concept yet. We haven't seen if that actually works well. Time yeah. will tell. 
But I like that idea because I'm already heavily invested in iOS. I'm already heavily invested in Mac. And I've had an Apple TV for the past, I don't know, four or five years, I guess. And I just look at it and think, well, that's where I want to be. If I look at Roku I or a competing platform, uh, the Google Sticks and all this kind of stuff, I've got no financial interest in those business models because I haven't purchased content through their dedicated stores and stuff like that. Um, You know, for me, uh, like I've got Netflix and so forth, but Netflix works on everything um, you can poke a stick at. So to me, that that doesn't really matter. Um, But I can, of course, see why you'd be, you're, you're very much in the Roku camp and have got several of them and love that experience. Honestly, my opinion is, don't change. If you're happy with it and it does what you need it to do, don't go and buy the Apple TV. Well, there's, I mean, there's a couple things. My my Apple geekdom kicks in, and I would love to experiment with the Apple TV. And it just, you know, a couple, I've I've come close. I don't know how many times to to tripping over into the Apple TV camp. But the one, the probably the biggest thing that kept me from tripping over, and the reason I ended up in the Roku camp was the digital storage because I don't buy a lot of video and, and, and stuff from iTunes. I still buy physical media. So that, that I make backup copies and I have those backup copies on USB drives that I can put those anywhere and I can put them in my Roku and boom, I can watch Christmas vacation anytime I want. Just it's two or three clicks and I'm watching the movie. It's it's just that simple. Yeah. Or War games or something like that. You know, it's just that quick that I can get over to it. Now, I'm sure if I had that content and I brought it into iTunes, which I have brought some of that stuff into iTunes. It, it's clunkier though, Kevin. It's not. It is. It's not as easy, and you can't store it on the device. You can't store it on the Apple TV. The Apple TV One was beautiful for that, for storing things on board and internally because it had that internal hard drive, the the eighty and one hundred and sixty gig hard drives. But with the Apple TV 2, 3, and now the 4, even though the 4's got storage, it's not going to be for you to dump your own ripped DVDs onto right. it, unfortunately. And that connectivity between the Apple TV and iTunes, I've tried it on my MacBook Air, I've tried it on my iMac, and it's a flawed system. Because I've got such a big library of content, it takes forever for it to load on the Apple TV. Now, maybe that'll change with the the increased power and performance of the Apple TV 4, but based on the Apple TV 2 and Apple TV 3, it was a feature that I never have been... I've really never used because it's a pain. It's tedious. And AirPlay, yeah, it works, but it depends what app you're AirPlaying it from, and sometimes it can just drop the signal out of nowhere. And that's another issue as well. AirPlay isn't perfect. It does work, but it's flawed. Um, so I, yeah, for, for anyone who rips their own DVDs, I wouldn't touch an Apple TV. That's just well, my own personal opinion. Well, and the thing that would keep me away from the Apple TV, because I did, you know, I've looked at it from time to time. The new one came out, and I looked at it again, is until Plex gets an app on the TV. Plex has an app for the mobile devices, but it doesn't have one for TV yet. Um, Because I I do have some physical media here, and I do rip it, or I download some of my stuff, and I have it on my server. So I have a Plex server set up. 
And so that's how I store my uh, my media. That's how I access it is through Plex. And Plex is on almost everything except Apple TV. And they're, uh, they're going to have an SDK, so maybe it'll get on there. Hmm. Um, but... You know, for physical media and music and pictures and everything like that, uh, I'm you know I'm going towards Plex, and so um, and then the, the nice thing about that is it also has Plex has a capability built in to stream certain uh, you know TV networks, and so you can see some of your shows and stuff like that. You know, because I think we've had this discussion when uh, uh, talking about the, my cable cutting and stuff like that was um, um, that. Uh, I use Plex a lot for my my stuff, and they've added new features that, that you can do playlists, and it'll kind of do. And I haven't had really sat down to experiment with it yet, but it'll do basically the genius mix that iTunes does. So you put uh, take this song and build a playlist based on it. Um, so uh, you know it'll do things like that, and you know I guess I'm gonna you know you guys are talking Apple TV and Roku. I'm gonna throw you know a third thing into the mix, which kind of brings us I think back around full circles. Kind of, I've been kind of looking at the um, Nvidia Shield console. Uh, I've got the tablet. Um, but basically, uh, the console has Android TV built into it, so you'd have your TV part of it. Um, uh, but then you can also pl- uh, you can play Android games on it, but also has the capability if you use uh, NVIDIA's, uh, I think they're calling it GeForce Now service, that you can stream games so you don't have to own them. You stream them over the internet, play them on your TV. Or if you have a uh, computer with a um, NVIDIA, I think it's a, I want to say a GTX or newer, you have to have the right graphic card in it. You can stream games from your PC to your console. So yeah. if you have a gaming console downstairs, you want to play it upstairs in the living room, uh, you could stream your game from there, kind of like what Steam does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with their, because they're, now they're selling to their Steam, uh, I forget what their name is, but basically it's a $99 thing that you hook up to your TV and it'll stream from your gaming computer up to this little box. It's just a dumb box, a streaming box. And that box, controller basically. really looks strange. <laughs> It does, and I'm going. Wow, you know, I have you know enough controllers. Way it is, I'm going. Ooh, you know, and you know, and we were talking about games. Um, you know, you guys were talking about the the nunchucker uh, versus whatever. I kind of like playing PC games with a trackball because mm-hmm. I think I get a little bit more control than I do with a mouse. Now, some people will probably say I'm full of it, but you know, that's my choice, and I make it work pretty well. But um, and the nice thing is, with that kind of setup, I can sit back in my nice reclining gaming chair here, have my uh, game pad over here, my trackball over here, each on the arm of a chair. I can sit back with my feet kicked up and just be able to sit there and play games all afternoon like I have already. So, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's still oh. typing nasty, nasty messages. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's peeking behind the curtain. Uh, go ahead, Mark. I, I was just going to say, you know, we, we had this... Uh, topic of gaming pop up earlier and, and Kevin you mentioned about the the Xbox 360 and I reckon you'd get a lot more mileage for what you do I, re- I think you'd get a lot more mileage out of getting a 360 than you would ever get in an Apple TV you would not only get all the online capabilities of streaming services like Netflix and so forth that's built into the Xbox 360 but you can also attach hard drives you can fill up the internal hard drive um it, it's just a, a better system. I, look, I love Apple. You guys know that. You guys even love Apple. We, we know that. Right. But you've got to look at what you use it for 
and look, I'll be quite honest, even the new Apple TV, I'm kind of looking, what can it do that I can't do already? And the new Apple TV, the only true advantage for me that I'm interested in, yes, all the functionality is cool, the speed improvement is great, but I'm interested in looking at how the games play. Uh, beyond that, I don't really care that much. Now, if I turned around and did get a PS4 console, I'd probably go, yeah, who cares? I, I just, I'll stick with the Apple TV 3 because well, the PS4 is going to be guaranteed a better gaming experience. Well, there's a, there's a whole lot of things I can think I want to say, and I don't want to get too far down this road, but uh, the three, the Xbox 360, I don't need it for the streaming stuff because I can do that with my mm-hmm. Roku. I can do it with my Blu-ray player. I can do it with uh, the Wii. <laughs> the yep. television's a smart TV, so it's not as much for that. The Roku's kind of do take care of the streaming stuff. But the when, it, when you're talking about the 360 versus a PS4, I'm just not ready to make the the uh, uh, pay the money, even, even though you've had a price cut. I don't think we've had one. I think there's still $399 here in the U.S. for a PS4. So that's, that's, that's up there a lot for something I'm only oh, yeah. going to use... Once in a while. I agree. Yeah. And for a 360, especially since I can hook it to my standard def televisions, mm-hmm. I can have that kickback, that experience that Mike likes to have that he has there in his little man cave. Kick back, play the games with the, uh, uh, yeah, just like the dog did. The uh, <laughs> kick back and, and play the game, you know, and have the, the, the wireless remote. Because that's my wireless remotes for my original Xbox went finally went bad, so I can't use those anymore. I have to use the wired controllers. So, And the wire's not quite long enough to reach over to my recliner, unfortunately. But, I mean, that's the reason I... That's the one reason I'm considering a next-gen console. I can put it upstairs. The it, You know, it can sit up there with the Wii, and I can have, you know, more current games if I want to play them. And do other things like that, and that's really the biggest reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the 360 has it, it plays DVDs, right? Yes. Movies. Yes. Yeah. So it see, it doesn't I do get... Blu-ray, but it does DVDs, CDs. So you set. Well, I'm not going to play Blu-rays upstairs anyway. It's a standard mm-hmm. def TV. Yep. So there's the problem solved. I don't need the DVD player I have upstairs. And you don't need so the I've Apple had... TV. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I I'm talking my... you out of an Apple TV. This, this is very anti-Apple of me, uh, guys. But I, I just from our talks over years, I, I just kind of know what you're looking to do, and and I, I think the geek side is coming out where it's like, okay, Apple TV looks cool, but I just can't see you being happy with it, Kevin, because you've got more functionality i want to say um in what you've got and what you can get uh it's like my constant complaint i can never expand the storage on my iphone it drives me insane but see now that gretel bought me the apple watch i can't go an android or a windows phone i'm totally screwed in a good way because i love the apple watch but once you get everything in that ecosystem it's all over unless you're prepared to to just you can pave and and do something completely different. Yeah, I I I would have to agree. I think you have talked me out of the at least for now. You've talked me out of the Apple. Hey, TV. look! If you want an Apple TV, go and buy buy the the uh, Apple TV three. Um, you know, it's not gonna have not gonna have the features, but if you want to get into the ecosystem and see what it, it can do, it's still a valid system, and it's sixty nine dollars in the US, and 
Oh, Amazon's not selling them anymore because they got their nose out of joint. But yeah. you can probably pick them up as low as forty nine US dollars in some places. Yeah, you can. I've seen them for forty nine or fifty nine in different places. No, I think if I'm going to do anything, uh, it's probably going to be the Roku Four. Put it on the big high def TV downstairs. Take the Roku Three that's down here. Move it upstairs to the sta- one standard def television. And it has USB capability, and the new Roku One that I just bought doesn't have USB capability, and it can move over to the. <laughs> oh wow, that's what? breaking breaking news, folks! Mark just got a PlayStation Four. I just got a PlayStation Four. Griddle said because she tried to call me, and uh, I said podcasting with with Kevin and Mike urgent question mark, and uh, she goes sorry to disturb. I've got you the PlayStation. Your wife is truly a saint that walks among us. I know. I, look, I got the Apple Watch, and, and you know how she got me that Queen vinyl box set with all their 15 records in it and everything? I got that, too. She didn't hold it back for Christmas. Jeez. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm that, like the luckiest geek alive. That's why I want her to move up here. No, you, can't, can have... you can't have her. I've decided she's a keeper. Just just her don't is... tell her that, because i gotta got to keep her on a you know thin thin leash you know no i get i get her and the kids up here i get at least two more tax deductions and i'm set (laughs) (laughs) so and then i get all the toys and you're sitting down there all by yourself with the huntsman spiders and no toys oh at least leave me something well we'll leave you a uh a game boy original (laughs) with tetris yes good i'm done i'm set okay I, I miss well, that uh, version of Tetris. It's a shame that they don't make that anymore, and they oh, they've really screwed it up over the years. <laughs> I, I, I miss that. It went, it went too game. quickly. It was like, oh, I've got to think about my next move. <laughs> the, the only problem I'm not even going to read with this. No. Is. <laughs> the only problem I had with the Game Boys, I remember when my nephews had them, I couldn't see the damn screens. They were sitting there, look, do that. I'm going. What the hell? I can't see the screen. There's not enough contrast for my eyes. Oh, you could change the contrast on those. But I it, tried. It was it was hard. It, it, look, it wasn't the best experience, but for oh, the time, it was gram it was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. And I think when right. we look back, we look at it and we go, "Oh, geez, how did we put up with that?" But honestly, I'm glad we did because that that it is computer game in history. Yeah, it got us to where we're at now. Yes, indeed. But you, but, you know, you're talking about the PlayStation. I've always had a little place in my heart for the Vita. I think that's a cool-looking little thing. I love the Vita. I used to love my PlayStation Portable because I had the, the PSP, and that was the coolest gaming system to just sit back and relax. I liked it more than the 3DS. It just had that more PlayStation feel and that more rich graphics, whereas uh, Nintendo's always very much the animated graphics. Nothing wrong with that, but it, it was a different gaming experience. And certainly uh, now, having the, the PlayStation 4, <laughs> woo-hoo, uh, well, I, it looks like I have to buy the PlayStation Vita to go along with it so that, you know, we can play the PlayStation 4 on the Vita screen and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And, you know, I really wish Gretel would send me a PlayStation 4. <laughs> Too but bad I, but I'm her number one, Kevin, as you... Pointed out the, just a second ago. It's too bad they're region locked. Yeah, that is a real shame because what's stupid is I can get games from the UK 
but I can't get games from the US. And it's it's real uh, enough with this region locking stuff. Enough with regions. I mean, look, we may have different laws and different countries and different societies and everything, but we need when starts to come to to multimedia products when it's things like movies when it's things like games and so forth we need it open so that everyone gets it at the same time at roughly the same price regardless of what platform you want i really get tired of you know and sometimes we get it too where we get something before you guys in the states do or sometimes you'll get something first and it's like come on really and when it comes down to media that's how piracy begins, is when you make it too hard yes. for people, but the piracy system is easier than having to, A, wait, or having to jump through the hoops, or having to agree with all of the other things that come up. Um, it, it, it's like I was using the I was using something the other day, I, th- I think it was the Apple TV, and it did an update for me, and... I had to agree to it, and it said uh, very directly that if you don't agree with this, then you can't access your Apple TV anymore. So I don't know why they give us user agreements. Why do we have a user agreement? Because if we want to use the Apple TV, we have to agree. If we don't agree, even if we don't agree to one part, too bad. You can't use it. There are the, the end user agreements are absolutely and utterly useless other than to just say, okay, well now they're, they're screwing us more than they were last year. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, but yeah, I, I, that, that bugs me because it would be nice for me to be able to say, I wanted to give, I mean, like I could buy, if Mike had a PlayStation four, I could go buy him a game, yep. send him the PlayStation game and say, Mike, here's a gift. Enjoy it. You know, just something something simple as that. Uh, but I can't do that for you. No, and, and you can't even do that with Apple, Kevin. We we came across that problem where yeah. where you couldn't even do that with Apple. And it's like, come on, this 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 company is bigger than most countries in the world, and you still can't figure out how to send a virtual gift to someone else. It, it, it's it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's a, it is ridiculous because I just so everybody knows, I was trying to send Mark an iTunes gift card, mm-hmm. and I couldn't send it to him in Australian dollars. Yep, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. But I could send it to him in U.S. dollars, and he fortunately, and I only did that because I knew he had a U.S. account. Yep. So. Uh, but here's the other thing. So, for instance, if you saw a, a Star Trek movie that came out and knew that I didn't have it, and you want to gift it to me. You couldn't even gift me the movie because even with links, I'll click on a link that you guys supply and more often than not, oh, that's not available in the Australian version of iTunes. But then I open up iTunes, do a manual search, oh, it's there, but it's a it's a slightly different cover art or something or the blurb is different or, oh, that's for the US region, so we, we, we're not smart enough to match it with the Australian region. Oh, it, it's pure it, 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 insanity. Yeah, and we've been down this road a bunch of times on the show, so I, I'm not going to beat the beat it to a dead horse. But I will say this: after all this conversation, I think you have pretty much convinced me. I do want. I will, if I ask for it, I will ask for the Roku Four, and I will definitely keep the PS or the uh, Xbox 360 as the probably the new the next gaming console that I purchase if I purchase anything within the next say six months. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't see myself buying an Xbox One, too much money. Uh, PS4, 
I like it, but I don't do that. The only other gaming system I could see myself buying is the 3DS XL, which I've started to see them use now for around $120. That's a pretty good is, price for those. Yeah. You know, just for a basic thing. Because I noticed in using my son's 3DS XL, I do like the joystick on it is a much smoother action than the joystick on my uh, uh, my DS XL. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But again, I don't play any of these enough, and I'm thinking maybe the Vita, because it has a bigger screen, would be so cool. The Vita is absolutely awesome. If you can get that for a good price, do it. Now, it doesn't have as many games as Nintendo, but let me be clear on this. It doesn't have... It's got more digital downloadable games. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so it does... I mean, there's literally hundreds of games and you can play the PlayStation portable games on it as well. So there's possibly even thousands of games. It just depends what you want to play, I think, is is what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, really the only new Nintendo game that's out that I'm really interested in is Yoshi's Woolly World. I just <laughs> that's that cute, that cool. one. That is it cute. Looks, it looks cool. I, you know, the graphics on it are just really kind of intense, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, more to come on that, folks. You know, well, I'll let you know how I progress and where I decide to go. Well, I think um, we've we've been going on for quite a while now, folks. I think we'll we'll kind of call this to an end, so Mark can get his last bit in, and, yeah, and, and so that I can get the uh, the bow tie off. It's 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 got its last little death grip on. Uh, you made sure you got the inconne- uh, the uncon- uh, disconnectable uh, uh, cord, right? And you put new batteries in the winder motor, and yeah, you know, and, yeah. So you know this will be the end, so that you know it'll, it'll be the uh, the uh, Mike and Kevin show now. And, oh, and, this this is the way I go out, is it? Oh, yeah. oh it won't the be the three, it won't oh. be the three stu- stooges anymore. <laughs> I'll be here in spirit. I'll come yeah. in and be the ghost of Mark's past. I get your Apple Watch. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> I'll take PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You, you guys are as nice as my son. He keeps saying, well, you know, he was saying a couple of years ago, and I, I told you guys this, I think, from memory, that, you know, when you die, I'll get a, 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 a Wii U. So I had to get the Wii U because I was starting to get worried. <laughs> He he was he was eyeballing huh, Wii U dad Wii U dad. <laughs> you know, oh, that that, that kid would have taken the Wii U over me any day of the week. It, of course, the funny thing is now he he, he laughs about it and he goes, "I was only joking." But we, it, it's kind of one of those things in the family now where you know, until the day I die, it's get, it's going to keep coming up, and you know, they'll they'll probably end up having my wake at a game store or something. They'll probably put, uh, like I told my dear old departed grandmother when she made this, she was a big baker, and she was she made one of my favorite things years ago. She made cinnamon rolls, mm-hmm. except she forgot to put the cinnamon in it. She, <laughs> <laughs> and so, she, so, so I, it was always a joke with her. I told her, I said, uh, it, that, that she did that, and then there was something later, she made something else I liked, and she gave it away before I got it. She gave it to somebody else. And I told her, I said, I'm going to have that engraved on the bottom of your, your tombstone when you die, Grandma. <laughs> said, mm. You gave away my and forgot the cinnamon. So, uh, yeah, Mark or my, uh, uh, Nicholas will have that put on your, your stone. <laughs> Dad wouldn't let me have the video game console. Got it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's no. my record collection. He keeps saying, I'll look after it really well when you die. <laughs> that kid's got death in his in his head, and he's never even seen GTA yet, so I'm starting to worry. <laughs> I, I think I would if I were you. <laughs> so uh, since we didn't introduce ourselves coming in, and since nobody knows who the hell we are anyway, um, why don't we start in reverse order backwards the other way around in the opposite direction? Uh, Mark, why don't you tell good folks where they can find you? Uh, MarkGreentree.com will get everything about me that you could ever possibly want to know. And sometimes TMI, folks. Uh, <laughs> yep, that too. Mr. Mister McPeak, the Honorable Mr. McPeak, do you want to tell folks where they might come across you? Yeah, uh, occasionally I'm on Twitter, and that's at DSC Chipman. And for the other stuff I do, I have my About.me page at About.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Great. And if you want to know more about uh, me, you can check me out on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. If you want to or go over to about.me at forward slash Kevin Alder. Also, if you want to find out more about the show, please go over to Geekiest Show Ever and, and uh, take a look. We would always appreciate uh, ratings and iTunes. They're always welcome. Well, folks, as we announced, we're going to try to get more weekly with the show, and that's weekly with two E's, not an E and an A. <laughs> so uh, we do invite you to come back and check the channel often. And please remember, folks, between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey, Siri, I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, Three Geeky Ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones, and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow. Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. <laughs>